the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. James Blend is producing and engineering today's program. We'll start out with the headline news and, if time permits, the lighter side of the news. And the second hour will feature this week's Christian Outlook. Kevin McCullough, my colleague, and Nicole Hunt from Focus on the Family, they're going to discuss the narrow Republican majority in the House of Representatives and the passing of the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act. Albert Moeller will look at a candid admission from those pushing the sexual revolution. And Don Crow and Mary Rice Hass- uh, Hassan, head of the uh, Person and Identity Project with the Ethics and Public Policy Center, will talk about the decline in culture resulting in changes in sexual norms, which ultimately stems from bad theology and the rejection of God, his purposes and his plan. All of that coming up in the second hour of today's program. But first, a look at some of the day's headlines. Swedish doctors at a top medical school released a systematic review of available medical literature on providing puberty blockers to children and said its use in treating gender dysphoria uh, should be considered experimental. Doctors at the Karolinska Institute, ranked as the top 15 medical school in Europe, published an independent Swedish governmental agency tasked with assessing methods used in healthcare and making recommendations. The review analyzed thousands of studies and focused on those without significant bias. GOP megadonor who previously backed Donald Trump won't fund any 2024 candidates. Republican megadonor and technology billionaire Peter Thiel will reportedly not fund any 2024 candidates, sources um, told Reuters. Thiel, who previously supported former President Donald Trump's presidential bid, has allegedly told associates that he will not donate to any candidates this coming presidential election. Uh, Thiel is unhappy with the Republican Party's focus on hot-button U.S. cultural issues, he said, including abortion and bathroom restrictions for transgender students. The sources also said that he came to his conclusion late last year. Consumers are outraged after Maybelline paid a trans woman, Dylan Mulvaney, to model its makeup. Mulvaney, of course, is a man. Reverend Al Sharpton is demanding CNN explain its firing of Don Lemon. President Biden was caught with uh, crib notes detailing a reporter's questions prior to calling on her during a press conference. It's created quite a stir. And China has drastically ramped up its foreign investments in Mexico in the private and government sectors over the last decade, which has prompted some concern as experts warn there is a financial and political upside for Beijing as U.S.-Mexico relations falter. In 21, China's Foreign Direct Investment, or FDI, in Mexico reached an historic high despite restrictions Washington slapped on Beijing's exports as the trade war kicked off. But Eric Farnsworth, vice president of the America's Society and the Council of the Americas told Fox News Digital that China increasingly sees opportunity in Mexico and the investments 
are increasing. The economic development and trade expert explained that the spike in Chinese investment boils down to two main contributing factors. Beijing's attempt to bypass Washington's sanctions and deteriorating relations between the U.S. and Mexico. Despite the ongoing trade war, the U.S. market remains China's biggest single nation exporter, surpassing only uh, the Association for Southeast Asian Nations, which embodies about 11 member states and the European Union, which is made up of 27 nations. But Chinese companies eager not to lose out on any U.S. consumerism have increasingly set up shop just south of the U.S. border in hopes of skirting U.S. trade restrictions and slapping a Made in Mexico sticker on their products instead. Detroit Lions pick of Alabama running back... um, has sent social media into a frenzy. The Lions made a solid trade pick. They decided to take Alabama running back uh, Jameer Gibbs. It was the first big stunner of the night. In recent seasons, teams have not been inclined to select running backs in the first round because of the upside other players have uh, have shown going later in the draft. But with a selection of Gibbs, two running backs went to the top 12 with Bijan Robinson going to the Atlanta Falcons at number eight overall. But that really wasn't the reason why confusion was found on social media. The Lions already have two veteran running backs on their roster, DeAndre Swift and free agent signee David Montgomery, who comes from the Chicago Bears. Multiple Senate Democrats have announced their support for a bill reversing President Biden's executive action, allowing Chinese solar panel manufacturers to sidestep tariffs. The growing support for the resolution among Senate Democrats includes some committee members, committee leaders, rather, comes as the House is set to vote on a, a companion bill this morning. The Senate and House bills were introduced earlier this year, months after the president implemented a 24-month pause on the enforcement of solar panel anti-circumvention tariffs amid pressure from climate and green energy groups. President Biden's approval rating has hit an all-time low amid his re-election campaign launch, according to a new poll released Thursday. The poll, conducted by Gallup, found that just 37 percent of U.S. adults approve of Biden's job performance as president, the lowest since July of 2022, when just 38 percent said they approved. A whopping 59 percent of adults said they disapprove. According to Gallup, Biden's approval rating has hovered in the low 40s for the last 19 months, down from a high of 57 percent immediately after he took office in January of 2021. The Internal Revenue Service is looking to hire special agents who carry guns and make arrests with jobs available in all 50 states, according to a posting on the agency's website. The law enforcement branch of the IRS, known as the Criminal Investigation Division, or CI, is hiring for the role of at locations throughout the U.S. IRS special agents within the CI division are the only IRS employees who are authorized by law to carry and use firearms. IRS CI investigates financial crimes, money laundering, tax-related identity theft, and terrorist financing um, efforts. Under the the, uh, postings, major duties section, the IRS says that special agents carry a firearm, must be prepared to protect him or herself or others from physical attacks at any time and without warning, and use firearms in life-threatening situations, must be willing to use force up to and including the use of deadly force. And again, we're not talking about the military or law enforcement. We're talking about the Internal Revenue Service. The House on Thursday rejected legislation from Representative Matt Gates, a Republican out of Florida, that would require President Biden to remove most U.S. troops from Somalia, which opponents warned would hurt U.S. national security by making harder 
to uh, fight al-Shabaab, a group the U.S. labeled a terrorist organization more than a decade ago. House lawmakers rejected Gates' resolution in a 102 to 321 vote, despite Gates' argument that about 900 U.S. troops are in Somalia on a permanent, undefined mission that will never be enough to bring peace to that country. Americans are not confident that Vice President Kamala Harris can be president, says former Democratic vice president candidate Joe Lieberman. President Biden held a rare press conference on Tuesday, and the unusual occurrences only underscored to an increasingly annoyed media how inaccessible he's been compared to his predecessors. The president of the largest teachers union in the United States endorsed President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris for re-election in 2024. Becky Pringle, the president of the three million member National Education Association, announced on Wednesday that the labor union is recommending President Biden and Vice President Harris to continue their leadership in prioritizing America's students, educators and public schools as the Democratic nominees for re-election. On Tuesday, Planned Parenthood released its 2022 annual report. It provides further evidence that Planned Parenthood continues to make abortion its top priority. Indeed, the report indicates that Planned Parenthood performed 374,155 abortions in 2022. This is the second most abortions that Planned Parenthood has performed in its history and represents approximately 40 percent of the abortions performed in the United States. The other 60 percent chemical. The... um, or at least a good portion of them chemical. The report also indicates that Planned Parenthood continues to cut back on several health services. Between the years 21 and 22, prenatal services fell by a whopping 29%. In addition to this, miscarriage care fell by 5%. Adoption referrals fell by 7%. STI tests by 2%. And pregnancy tests fell by 3.7%. How will they ever expect to compete with China? Well, Energy Secretary Granholm aims to make the military adopt an all-electric energy force by 2030. Well, this folly will get soldiers killed. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm said that she supports electrifying the Department of Defense non-tactical vehicles fleet by 2030. During an exchange with the Republican Senator Joni uh, Ernst of Iowa at a Wednesday hearing at the Senate Armed Services Committee. Biden Energy Secretary Granholm says she supports requiring the U.S. military adopt an all-electric vehicle fleet by that year. Katie Pavlich weighs in, saying, Ah, oh, yes, this will work perfectly in places like Syria, Afghanistan, Ukraine, Africa, and everywhere else around the globe without electric uh, charging stations. And how long does Granholm propose U.S. troops ask the uh, enemy to hold uh, to hold off while they wait for um, a days to uh, for days to charge their military vehicles. Of course, this is an idea also backed by the president, who insists the military should be 100 percent electric in the next decade. The U.S. Department of Justice has filed a lawsuit to block Tennessee's ban on gender affirming care for minors. In its complaint, the department argues the new law violates the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment by discriminating on the basis of sex and transgender status. The department has asked the court to issue an order blocking the law before it goes into effect on the 1st of July. The ban prohibits doctors from providing care such as puberty blockers, hormone treatment or surgeries to minors as treatment for gender dysphoria. Violating the ban could result in a provider losing his license or facing fines. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show as we wind our way through some of the day's 
headlines. In fact, the last two days since yesterday was a radiothon. We'll be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. Well, Las Vegas high school English teacher Laura Jean Pennard, or Penrod rather, initially thought the grading changes at her school district made sense. Under the overhaul, students are given more chances to prove they have mastered a subject without being held to arbitrary deadlines in the system. Um, in recognition of challenges some children uh, have outside of school. Soon after the system was introduced, however, Ms. Pinrod said her 11th grade uh, honor student realized the new rules minimized the importance of homework to their final grades, leading many to forego the brainstorming and rough drafts required ahead of writing a persuasive essay. Some didn't turn in the essays at all, knowing that they, well, they could do it, redo it later. They're relying on children having intrinsic motivation, and that is the furthest thing from the truth for this age group, Ms. Penrod writes, leaders in the 305,000 student Clark County District said the new approach was about making grades a more accurate reflection of a student's progress and giving opportunities to all learners. Equitable grading can take different forms, but the system's aim is to measure whether a student knows the classroom material by the end of the term without penalties for behavior, which under the theory can introduce bias. Homework is typically played down and students are given multiple opportunities to complete tests and assignments. A transgender woman who finished the London Marathon ahead of nearly 14,000 runners in the female category has offered to give back his finishing medal. Glenique Frank, formerly Glenn Frank, 54, from Northamptonshire, um, hit back at claims it was wrong and unfair for him to compete in the female category of Sunday's mass race in London, crossing the line with a time of four hours and 11 minutes, 30, or 28 seconds. If they want me to give my medal back, I'll say, OK, fine, no problem. After the furor broke out on Sunday evening. San Francisco protesters have decided not to charge the transient accused of repeatedly bashing the city's former fire commissioner in the skull with a crowbar, even after obtaining video of the man taking practice swings moments before the attack. The district attorney's office dropped the case against Don uh, Carmenani's alleged assailant, Garrett Doty, after deciding the homeless man was acting in self-defense. Prosecutors uh, heeded Doty's argument and ruled that the attack was not senseless. They said Carmagani um, instead instigated the vicious attack after deploying pepper spray on the homeless man who lived outside his mother's property in the city's affluent marina district. The retired firefighter could even face charges for deploying pepper spray on a man in an attempt to boot them from his mother's property. The source said the San Francisco Police Department and District Attorney's Office failed to interview uh, the uh, victim about his version of events before dropping the case. A large school district in Washington has canceled music lessons for fourth graders as the school board directed a director linked teaching children to play instruments to racism, suggesting that music lessons could inculcate and allow white supremacy culture to continue to be propagated and cause significant institutional violence. I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted by it all. The comments made by the school director, the school board director, came as the school discussed ways to save money for the school by eliminating band and orchestra for fourth and fifth graders. The Olympia School District would save five hundred and thirty thousand dollars. The district agreed to keep the fifth grade programs. We are a school district that lives in, is entrenched in, is surrounded by white supremacy culture. And that's a real thing. He told parents. 
So teaching fifth graders to play an instrument is now white supremacy. The U.S. House's top government watchdog committee has launched an investigation into the role of Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco and other state and federal regulators played in the March failure of Silicon Valley Bank. SVB was directly supervised by the Fed and Vice Chair of Supervision Michael Barr will be publishing the central bank's own probe on Friday. According to the Republican lawmakers, the signs of significant and alarming risk were clear, yet no regulator used more severe tools such as fines or consent orders to require action from SVB. First Republic Bank is fighting for survival again after reporting a nearly 41 percent deposit fight Uh, In its first quarter earnings um, beat on Monday, Uh, FRC stock, it halved during uh, Tuesday trading and continued pushing new lows on Wednesday. Trading was briefly halted multiple times for volatility reasons throughout the trading day. Now the San Francisco-based outfit is pleading for additional aid from other banks while it tries to shore up its balance sheet. Teachers from a California middle school sued for their uh, school district and the state education board on Thursday over policies that they say require them to hide students' intentions to change their gender from their parents. The federal lawsuit filed by attorneys from the Thomas More Society alleges that administrators of the Escondido Union School District and California State Board of Education violated the First Amendment with a policy that would compel teachers to aid in a student's transgender social Transition, the litigation was prompted by Escondido's implementation of a series of new policies on the treatment of transgender or gender diverse students. When encountering a suspicious parent, that's in quote, a suspicious parent, teachers were instructed to uh, reply that they were allowed only to discuss information regarding to the student's behavior as it related to school, class rules, assignments, etc., according to the suit. Catholic Vote and Judicial Watch filed a lawsuit against the FBI and the U.S. Department of Justice on Thursday, alleging that the agencies had failed to respond to a request for records related to the FBI's investigation of Catholics. The conservative nonprofits are seeking information regarding a memo from the Bureau's Richmond, Virginia field office that warned against radical traditionalist Catholic ideology, among other records. Catholic Vote says it filed requests under the Freedom of Information Act in in March for any communications from high-level FBI officials and Department of Justice officials in the Office of the Attorney General dating back to the 1st of March, 2022, that mention several key words. Republicans in the Kansas legislature obtained the necessary two-thirds supermajority needed to overturn Democratic Governor Laura Kelly's veto of a bill that requires Kansans to use public restrooms that correspond to their sex. The law will reinforce that distinctions between the sexes is in such places, advances the important governmental objectives of protecting the health, safety, and privacy, the bill reads. The Biden administration on Thursday announced a first round of sanctions targeting Russia and Iran for engaging in hostage-taking and the wrongful detention of U.S. citizens abroad. The U.S. sanctions take aim at Russia's Federal Security Service, often known as the FSB and Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps intelligence organization, uh, for being responsible for or complicit in, directly or indirectly engaged in or responsible for ordering, controlling or otherwise directing the wrongful detention of a U.S. national abroad. Two senior administration officials said Thursday sanctions were underway before Russian authorities detained American citizen Evan um, Gershkovich uh, last month. 
Let's revisit the blunder that costs more than three times the estimate. Well, Penn Wharton reassesses the impact of the Inflation Reduction Act. The Wall Street Journal reports the Inflation Reduction Act may go down as one of the greatest confidence tricks on taxpayers in history. Democrats used accounting gimmicks to claim the partisan law would reduce the budget deficit. But now a Goldman Sachs, a Goldman Sachs report projects its a myriad green subsidies will cost $1.2 trillion dollars more than three times what the law's supporters claimed. The Congressional Budget Office forecasts that the IRA's um, energy and climate provisions would cost $391 billion between 2022 to 2031, but this appears to be a huge underestimate. One reason is companies are rushing to cash in on tax credits that aren't capped. The Biden administration is also loosely interpreting conditions for the credits. Was that a uh, end of segment, James? Okay. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We're going to continue for one more segment in the uh, headline news. Since we had a radiothon yesterday, there's a lot to cover, so we'll cover that. And then James will join me in the final segment, and we'll take a few moments to look at the lighter side of the news. So stay with us. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, we're back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We're going to continue our look at some of the uh, headline news, given the fact that we weren't able to do that yesterday. And I do want to just mention, thank you, thank you, thank you. You helped us to reach our goal in the uh, Radiothon with India Partners yesterday. Um, And the girls who will be in this new safe house will be blessed. So thank you. Well, ride-hailing app Lyft will lay off 1,072 employees, roughly 26% of its corporate workforce, and won't hire for an additional 250 positions, the company said in an SEC filing on Thursday. The news comes a week after a memo from new Lyft CEO David Risher. He confirmed that the company would trim its headcount. Lyft shares uh, closed up about 1.5% Thursday. The company has around 4,000 employees and had already implemented a 13% headcount reduction in November of last year. The U.S. economy cooled in the first quarter amid still high inflation and rising interest rates with solid consumer spending propping up uh, growth. U.S. gross domestic product, a measure of the value of all goods and services produced in the country, rose at an inflationary and seasonally adjusted 1.1 percent annual rate from January to March, a slowdown from 2.6 percent growth in the fourth quarter, the Commerce Department said on Thursday. U.S. economic growth slowed uh, to in the first quarter, the vice grip of Uh, High inflation and higher interest rates are to to blame. Consumers have uh, started to cut spending, manufacturing, contracting. In the uh, decade before the pandemic, our economy grew by 2.2 percent a year. The Florida Senate passed legislation on Wednesday that will allow the governor to run for president without having to resign the office of governor. Governor Ron DeSantis is expected to sign the bill, putting the final piece in place for his impending entry into the Republican presidential primary. DeSantis has long battled the question away, but always uh, responding by saying he is focused on governing Florida, though his recent travels both across the country and the globe belies such sentiments. Indeed, it now looks like DeSantis will be officially jumping into the race no later than the middle of May after the state's legislative session has ended. Speaking of presidential candidates, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson officially announced his bid for the Republican nomination. Hutchinson touted his political and government record. I stand alone in terms of my experience, record and leadership from Congress to DEA to Homeland Security. I have served our country in times of crisis. As governor of Arkansas, we cut taxes and created record surpluses. 
The 72-year-old aspirant insists that he has a record of being a consistent conservative. Hutchinson dismisses uh, not having the name recognition of several of the other current and presumptive candidates in the field. I'm not worried about where we are now, he argued. This is a long runway. We've got time to build the name identification, and I look forward to the opportunity to engage in retail politics that means so much here in Iowa. Well, time will tell. As the media pontification over Tucker Carlson's surprising firing at Fox News continues, the man in question finally spoke via a two-minute video posted on Twitter. Carlson largely avoided any reference to his firing and instead focused on the number of good people who have reached out to and encouraged him. He then hinted that he will soon be active in the media space again. While stories circulate as to why he was suddenly fired, Fox News is actively running damage control in an effort to set the narrative surrounding Carlson's firing ahead of his inevitable return to the media spotlight. Eventually, Carlson will be given um, give his side of the story, which may be what worries Fox News. In an article um, in Time magazine titled The Case for Making Earth Day a Religious Holiday, the authors argued on this 53rd Earth Day, we thought it useful to pose what a real Earth Day should represent and how it could form a central time for a new approach to worship. The story's conclusion, in short, we must make nature central to our belief system with Earth Day or any number of Earth-focused ceremonial days serving as regular reminders of what we owe our home planet. End quote. We have long observed that environmental activism is more an expression of religious faith than science and, in a way, would welcome this reality being officially recognized. Furthermore, that's... Um, Stephen Hayward insightfully observed, if we start making Earth Day and the theology of this article officially recognized religious holiday, we can go to federal court to invalidate environmentalism as a violation of the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment. Precisely. Well, the Senate voted Thursday on whether to eliminate the long past deadline for the ratification of the 1972 Equal Rights Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. In the 5147 vote, the measure failed to meet the 60-vote threshold. The deadline of 35 states voting to approve the ERA was 1982. And since then, several states have reversed their vote, while others have approved. Fueling bipartisan anger are revelations surrounding the FBI's abuse of its surveillance power granted under the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. At issue in particular is Section 702 of the Act, which is set to expire this year and which lawmakers on both sides of the aisle contend has been used by the FBI to target American citizens. The FBI abused Section 702, for example, when it misled the court in order to place a wiretap on Donald Trump's campaign advisor, Carter Page. Both Democrat and Republican lawmakers have raised concerns. Federal prosecutors allege that the Massachusetts Air National Guardsmen who leaked classified documents online should remain in detention and denied bail due to his troubling history. According to prosecutors, Jack Texera has posted racist and violent statements, has been actively deceptive with law enforcement and is a serious flight risk. Prosecutors further claim that he represents a continued threat to national security as he had assessed uh, sensitive information that uh, far exceeds what has been publicly disclosed. There does appear to be more to this story than a dumb 21-year-old airman simply showing off to his online gaming buddies. In their ongoing effort to force Americans into giving up using the most efficient, abundant, and reliable energy on the planet, fossil fuels, climate activists are petitioning the Biden administration to stop companies from referring to natural gas as natural. 
Ecogroup Gas Leaks wants the Federal Trade Commission to refer to natural gas as either fossil gas or methane gas, claiming that the accurate description of natural misleads the public into believing the fossil fuel is green. Egyptian authorities are threatening to ban Netflix over an upcoming docudrama that uh, they charge as blatant historical fallacy over its depiction of the famed Egyptian ruler Cleopatra as black. Egypt's Secretary General of the Supreme Council of Antiquities criticized the docudrama, a docudrama uh, produced by Jada Pinkett Smith titled Queen Cleopatra, uh, Cleopatra rather, calling it a falsification of Egyptian history and a blatant historical fallacy. He further noted that the objection was not due to any ethnic racism, and he stressed full respect for African civilizations and for our brothers in the African continent that brings us all together. Indeed, the objection is rooted in historical fact, as Cleopatra was directly descended from Macedonian Greek ruler Ptolemy uh, Soter, who was the bodyguard of Alexander the Great, the greatest Greek in antiquity. According to the historical record, Cleopatra was a European lineage almost exclusively. In other words, she was white. It would appear that Netflix is culturally appropriating Cleopatra all to push the narrative. West Virginia Governor Jim Justice is running for Joe Manchin's pivotal Senate seat. Teachers Union boss Randy Weingarten denied the group delayed school openings or wrongly meddled in CDC guidelines. The ex-producer suing Tucker Carlson has never even met him, apparently. The Senate voted to overturn President Biden's truck pollution rule. Blatantly unconstitutional, gun rights groups are suing Washington state over the assault weapons ban. The Department of Justice is suing Tennessee to reverse its ban on trans treatment for minors. And consumers are outraged after Maybelline paid... uh, Dylan Mulvaney to model its makeup. North Carolina lawmakers unanimously moved to stop Chinese entities from buying up farmland, and Congress in some states are seeking to blacklist Chinese land ownership. The FBI are probing a climate alarmist attack on a 140-year-old statue at the National Gallery of Art, and the Covenant School Mass Shooters Manifesto is being reviewed for public release, finally. Homicides in San Francisco soared 83% through March. And Kansas legislature passed a sex-segregated bathroom bill overriding the Democrat governor's veto. Republican state senators blocked abortion limits in South Carolina and Nebraska. And Minnesota's governor signed a bill uh, making the state into an abortion and gender transition sanctuary. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show with the remaining segment of this hour. We're going to take a look at the lighter side of the news, and James Blend will join me to do just that. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. I've invited James for this one loan. Would you do something about that Grogu that's staring at me through the glass, please, James? Yeah, give me a second. I'll, I'll do something. In, yeah, just a hair. I, no, I, could you, could you remove him now, please? Now? One of my fellow co-workers put that hideous creature facing me you mean on the, the other really side of the... little, little yeah, could you, little guy. Could you do something with that, uh, Jimmy? Uh, yeah. Jimmy? Ah, uh, there we go. Jimmy? Oh, okay, there we go. Thank you. Oh, he's eating M&Ms. Yeah, Thank whatever. Uh, well, uh, it, welcome. I'm sorry, I'm a little flustered. Hideous creature. That was, I, I will uh, say that was some remarkable professionalism you showed in that segment. No, I just held the paper in front of my face so that I wouldn't have to look at yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's professionalism. <laughs> oh. Well, we're going to take just a few minutes to look at the lighter side of the news. We had that radiothon yesterday 
So I wanted to make sure we caught up on the uh, on the headlines. So I apologize to, for shortening your time here on the program. <laughs> Best decision I ever made. I was going to say, I feel like an absolute afterthought. Yeah, and? And unloved. Okay, but? Hurt. You'll get over it. Probably. Yeah. Moving on. The headline read, A Fog of Bees. A oh, fog this is not sounding good for me. Yeah, I kind of thought you'd like this. I wanted to get to it quickly because I knew it would freak you out. Since I had to live with Grogu staring back at me, I thought a fog of bees would be just the thing for you. Briefly interrupt the, interrupted the PGA Tour at the Mexico Open. It was briefly interrupted when a swarm of bees sent a group of golfers ducking in the grass, literally prone on the grass. The, B, the PGA Tour posted a video to Twitter showing Eric Van Ruyen uh, preparing to hit his approach shot when he quickly crouches down in the grass at the, um, at the uh, I, I don't know where it was. I don't see where it was. Anyway, it was the PGA Tour in Mexico. Uh, he could be heard in the footage uh, repeating the word, bees, 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 in warning his uh, caddy and fellow golfers. Uh, the camera operator ends up crouched in the grass alongside the rest of the group. The announcer in the videos describes the incident as a fog of bees there were no reports of injuries, stings, or anything else. Van Ruin, who um, went on to make par at the hole, was quite relieved. It's funny, but certainly don't want to um, get stung by those bad boys, he told the PGA. Bees <sighs> everywhere. Stinging. Ouch. Yeah. You know, I, I should point out, I'm not, you, you, you chose to torture me there with that story, but I'm still not the one to put the Grogu up there. I know. Okay, so but you know. allowed someone into the room to put it up there. Okay, you, I, you allowed it to stay there. You grinned. I did grin, but so did our boss. He was in here too. Yes, but he's not on the other side of the glass right now, and there's nothing I can do about that. I know. Moving on. A Pennsylvania podcaster interviewed 137 people over the course of 37 hours and 44 minutes and 17 seconds to break the Guinness world record for longest interviewing marathon. Now you and I were looking for something that we might consider to break a world record. What do you think? This could be something up our alley. 137 people, 37 hours, 44 minutes, 17 seconds. You know, I could actually think over the past few years of, you know, having produced the show for two decades and you having hosted it for the better part of three, um, I could think of a couple of guests that could, we could get that would actually cover that whole time. <laughs> They're the ones that you don't really need to interview. You just need to introduce and then go get a cup of coffee. Exactly. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, this is interesting. Um, the person who broke the record, Rob Oliver, he's paralyzed from the chest down and has been since 93 due to an accident. He started this podcast, Perspectives on Healthcare, back in 21 aiming to discuss the strengths and weaknesses of the healthcare system. Anyway, he's um, been inspiring folks uh, on this whole thing, and he's been seeking a way to break a world record and found one within his skill set. Uh, he's scheduled subjects for 15-minute slots, uh, ending up interviewing 137 for a total of, as I mentioned, 37-plus hours. He says he's now releasing the interviews as 15-minute episodes of his podcast. Yeah, you and I could do, we could break the record and then just go on vacation and run it for the you know, foreseeable future. That's true. We could, I mean, let's see. You said 37 hours? So that's... 37 yeah. hours, 44 minutes, 17 now, seconds. You minus commercials. 
Let me do a little quick math over here while you do that next next story. And All I'll, right. I'll tell you how many shows we could cover with that. All right. An unusual international contest in Spain was awarded a Guinness World Record title as the largest jigsaw puzzle competition in the world. On Wednesday, um, the Jigsaw Puzzle Championship in Spain was officially the largest competition in the world for puzzlers. Um, the competition featured a total of 2,293 jigsaw puzzle enthusiasts from 44 countries competing, competing rather in puzzle-solving races as individuals, pairs, and four-person teams. The international contest, which was first uh, held in 2019, is organized and supervised by the World Jigsaw Puzzle Federation. Who knew? World Jigsaw Puzzle Federation. Okay, so returning to our previous story. Yes. Um, to tie the record would it would be the equivalent of 27 and three quarters shows. Wow. So if we could just get to 28 days, which is basically we have 20 in a month, so that would be six weeks worth of shows. We could just get to that. We, we could have that record right there. Yeah, I'm thinking that. And then we could go on sabbatical. <laughs> well, that does sound good. Yeah. Go back to Fiji. I think I have almost that amount of vacation time available right now, so I could totally do that. Let's do it. All right. A Nebraska high school said it broke a Guinness World Record when more than 1,000 students participated in a water balloon toss event. You can just do any old kind of thing. It doesn't have to require skill or much of anything. Officials at the Omaha Central High School said students were arranged into pairs on the school's football field and played a round of water balloon toss, which involves the participants throwing the balloons back and forth and stepping back after each successful throw until the balloons burst. The school said that more than 1,000 students threw more than 700 balloons in the event. They qualified to participate by meeting academic attendance and behavior goals. The previous record was 902. Hence, they broke the record. But wait, there's more. More? An Iowa woman's collection of souvenir spoons is being publicly counted in an attempt to earn a Guinness World Record. Cammie Pohl, she estimates that she has 8,500 souvenir spoons commemorating famous people, places, and events, and the number is being determined at a public counting event at Bally Quads City Casino and Hotel. She said the total determined by the official count will not represent her entire collection, as many of her spoons remain unsorted in various boxes and bags. The resident of Davenport collection uh, began with the set in 19 set of 1904 St. Louis World Fair spoons gifted to her by her great great grandmother when she was uh, preparing to leave to join the army. So you can you can get a record for just about anything. Like this, a Peru comic book fans collection of 1548 pieces of memorabilia related to Marvel hero Iron Man earned him a Guinness World Records title. Wow, that's a lot of Iron Man. Yeah, he first... Um, when you said 1,500 in comic book, I'm like, I know people that have more than that that work here. Um, <laughs> but only related to Iron, Iron Man. Man. yeah. That's, that takes it next level. Okay. Uh, his first Iron Man item was an action figure that he bought secondhand in 2007. And the release of the first Iron Man film the following year inspired him to accumulate more. So this began in 2007. Javier's collection now includes 1,548 pieces, including action figures, statues, books, DVDs, clothing items, backpacks, and more. He says he appreciates Iron Man's sense of humor and intelligence. This is a fictitious character, you realize, as well as the hero's human flaws, such as his arrogance and inflated ego. 
Collecting Iron Man items allowed him to form connections with other fans. Yeah, my, okay. my, my daughter loves Iron Man. I don't even know which one Iron Man is. That, that's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, but... Yeah, that's, uh, he plays the character. And he has iron. He takes iron supplements. What does he do? Yes, he's very, very health conscious. <laughs> he, 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 <laughs> he's beating down those germs or something like that. Well, he's not anemic. We know that. No, he is definitely not anemic. Iron Man. I just, I can't get into the superhero thing. And the, you know what makes me mad? The good guys, they're good guys and there's bad guys. It doesn't matter which side you're on. You always tear up the town. You go into New York, you tear up the town. You go to Mississippi, you tear up the town. Buildings are torn up. Cars are thrown. People are thrown everywhere. You tear up the town. Take it to another planet. You know, Stop tearing up the town. And that's the thing. As, as a New York native, which I am, uh, I repeatedly get offended at these movies destroying my town. Tearing up the town. I mean, do it every time. I mean, the residents do a good enough job. We don't need <laughs> superheroes doing it for them. You know, I think, you know what it's going to cost to replace this infrastructure? This is where people work and live and eat. And It's like, that was my pizza place. Yeah. What? But, you know, alas, it's like, yeah, just set them somewhere else. How about the moon? We can, I mean, they have know? the capacity to for interplanetary travel. Take it somewhere else. That's exactly what I'm saying. At the very least, stop messing with New York City. Yeah, or for that matter, anywhere. I mean, come on, let let L.A. get it once. You know, is there are there any superheroes there? With their taxes, you think so? No, they can't afford to live there. <laughs> uh, you've got Iron Man. You've got Multivitamin Man. You've got Gosh, Wanda Man. Uh, you have uh, D. Condiment Man. <laughs> okay, let, let me actually point out, that one is real. You can Google it. Condiment Man? Yes. Superhero? Mm-hmm. What does he do? I don't know. I just know that it's real. I don't think I want to know. I believe I believe that is a, a, um, a DC Comics, I believe, had Condiment Man. Wow, getting desperate. Yeah. You know what I'm desperate for? Side dish girl? No. Oh, go ahead. I was I was thinking a uh, national newsman. Top of the hour? Top of the hour. We're going to take a break. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Up next, this week's Christian Outlook. Thanks for listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.